cat litter removal programs of the late 1900s. Really good. What were your tongue twisters again? The bumblebee played bumbershoot but bungled half his set. Kerouac carried... Kerouac carried wicker... Kerouac carried wacky wicker candles to sell to Steve Carell. Hey, the bedtime boys, we're back in action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Corey, how you been? I've been good. We made it through the holidays, those crazy, crazy holidays. We made it through New Year's. Do you like these sweatpants? They're all right. I got them for Christmas. Oh, nice. I didn't get any uh, clothes for Christmas this year. Who got you those sweatpants? Uh, Aaron did. Nice. Uh-huh. Oh, she knows your color, gray. That's right. Uh, it's 2019. I was reflecting with a friend on how it's a bad number to pronounce. 2018 sounds like kind of. I'm a 2019 person. You've been saying 2019. Yeah, that's a little more uh, pleasant to say. And I think now's the only time that you can say it because I think 2020 sounds awful. You're I think gonna... 2020 is super cool. It will. It sounds cool, but what I you think gonna you're going to sound like a dick when you say you it. You say 2020? Yeah, I'm going to say 2020. That sucks. You're going to say 2019, but I not think, no, 2020. No, I think people will be lenient on me because they'll be, oh, he used to say 2019 in 2018. Oh, yeah, because but... everyone will, re- will remember that. I'd like to think it's I guess you're of... starting pretty early in the year, so maybe people will remember that. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Every day, just my solemn prayer to myself is to say 2019 to somebody in passing. People are like, wow, Corey says the uh, the year a lot this year. Yep. He, he just says the date in full every day on a daily basis to every person he sees. The year of proclaiming the year. Happy January 4th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Something else that's really exciting about this year <laughs> is 9-11 turns 18 this year oh my god 9-11 is legal yeah 9-11 barely legal jeez yeah that's crazy isn't that wild i i also think it's crazy that there are adults who were like zero years old when 9-11 happened well there will be adults who were zero yeah didn't experience that that might be Wait, no, I just had the stupidest idea. It was, was it? you walk into a store and the way that you prove that you're 18 is, listen, mister, I don't remember 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> you promised you'd never forget. <laughs> I wasn't born, you see. <laughs> so a lot of cool stuff happening in 2019, including the first ever Bedtime Boys live shows. I, yeah, uh, this might be the most uh, bizarre tour. <laughs> it's going to be really weird. That I've ever uh, announced, yeah. Uh, it's it's in the works. We don't have all the shows booked yet. We do know that we'll be in San Francisco on February 8th. I think we might collectively perform to, I think we may collectively perform to like 40 people. Yeah. I I want it to be an uncomfortably small crowd. I do so too. if you're hearing this, don't come. Well, some of you come. Yeah, <laughs> you'll know. Yeah, just a handful of you. Yeah, you'll know if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, fill the room out too much. I I like the idea that it'll be so uncomfortable that we'll like feel like we have to bring the promoters up as guests. 
<laughs> the light guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, you, you, we'd sent the light guy home. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I I have super low expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be fun no matter what. Yeah. And no matter what, we'll be recording episodes and probably at a faster clip than we've ever done. Yeah, so that's true. Maybe that's the maybe goal. The whole, the, the whole thing is in order for us to maintain productivity, we have to literally be on tour. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and book a small tour in order to do four shows. <laughs> Should we say what cities we're trying to do? Yeah, because that way people can kind of look forward to it and yeah. get their hopes up. Uh Sacramento. Absolutely. Definitely doing Sacramento. Um, San Francisco, we already said. San Francisco's February on 8th. the books. Um, Done deal. Uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and Juarez, uh, Mexico. Yep. It's going to be a long haul from LA to Juarez. <laughs> but, you know, I think there's uh, there's at least one person who will come see us in Juarez. So it'll yep. make the the 17-hour slog worth it. No, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. That's the other spot. City of Lights. City of Sinful Lights. That's Corey right. loves to gamble, and he's going to make me watch him do it at a casino. Well, I don't know if we'll have merchandise, but uh, oh. if we do, um, come buy some so I can put it all on red. Yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> One game of roulette. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we should make that. We should make that a real thing we do. If I'm that's down. the last, if that's the last show of the tour, we put all of the money we've made on merch on a one game of roulette, and we and film then we'll it. let you know. Yeah, exactly. that would be so fucking funny. Oh god, because it can't. Be, it's not going to be like such an insane amount of. Money. Yeah, it won't be enough that it'll. It's like staggering oh if we lose god. it, but it'd be cool if we won and double our profits. Fuck it. I want a shirt that just has a roulette wheel on it. Yeah. We and it just says bed. donate to the cause. <laughs> Bedtime boys, everything on red. <laughs> 2019. Yes. Fuck. That's a great idea. Okay. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Do you think Elon Musk is going to die this year? I actually, uh, one of the first conversations I had in 2019 was uh, celebrity death predictions. And Ooh. that's a good one. Elon Musk is a really good celebrity death prediction. Yeah. Um, he's up there, you know? I think he's going to die trying to prove something. Yep. He seems like the type of dude. <laughs> yeah. I think, he needs, I think he's going to get into a Tesla-designed airplane and uh, tell people that he can power it with... Just his thoughts. I bet. I bet. He has that uh, Neuralink uh, startup that's like a brain interface thing. Yeah. And he's just going to stall. Yeah. <laughs> Vertically, like in Flight Simulator. And then comes straight down. All right. He's a good prediction. Um, Zuckerberg just looks sickly at all times. He does. He might kick the bucket. Um, Raven Simone. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's your dark horse celebrity death contestant. Yeah, murder-suicide. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so Raven. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Raven Simone, that's like a left-field prediction. Mm-hmm. If, if we get any of these right, we're going to feel like we cursed them. I know. I'm going to feel awful. I don't get any of them right. Okay. Let's, let's throw one more in I'm there. I'm going to put one out there that I'll, I'll be devastated if it does happen. And, okay. And so it, 
We're going to say no. No, actually, because he just got done with brain surgery. Who? So Who is it? I was going to say Alex Trebek. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. What did, he, what did he need brain surgery for? They're like, Alex, you're he, crammed full of facts. Yeah. <laughs> I, think he had a, I think he had a tumor. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. I know it's, he's going to stop being on Jeopardy soon. Oh, my God. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2019 is the year that we become the hosts of Jeopardy. Dude, I, I play Jeopardy probably two episodes a day. Wow. At this rate. You're now. probably as good as and Alex. I, I don't know any of the answers, mm-hmm. but I can definitely read off the questions. Yeah, totally. That's pretty good. I mean, that's half the job. Yeah. Well, that's all the job. How, how do we know how much Alex really knows? I don't know. I don't think he really knows what he's doing up there. Yeah. You know, it's about time they got him off the show. Ooh, no, okay. Saying. Here's my audition. Next, we have Umbrella Corporations. Notice that all the answers will have the letters U-M uh, in it. I, okay. Uh, Sorry. Said, okay, uh, I fucked up. I fucked up. Yeah, okay. You- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next, we have the category Cucumber Sprouts. <laughs> Notice... That all the answers will have the letters C U M at the beginning. <laughs> Just like that, next week Jeopardy's canceled. <laughs> Everybody's like, wow, the show lasted a really long time. I guess it was purely on the backbone of Alex Trebek that it survived this long. <laughs> this new guy sucks. The new guy keeps putting quotation marks where they're not. <laughs> You'd be more famous. If you hosted one episode of Jeopardy and then Jeopardy was canceled after that, <laughs> how are they going to replace Alex Trebek? I'm worried that it's going to be somebody like Wayne Bray, like like somebody oh, who already fuck. was a game show host, yeah, or somebody who's like funny. They or can't Drew get Carey. like, yeah, they can't get a comedian. No, it needs to be somebody that I respect and like, kind of want to sit on his lap. Yeah. Because that's exactly how I feel about Alex. That's exactly the feeling of Alex Trebek. Yeah. It has to be like a kind of grandfatherly figure. Um, He has to be like a little snarky. That was Alex's whole thing. he's so fucking mean. Yeah. Like every episode. It's funny though. Yeah. And nobody gets their feelings Mm. hurt. Like. Mm. I bet they'll go really young. You know. They'll kind of go like the late night route where they're like, we want to get somebody in. Who's going to do it for a long time? You might remember him as Dewey on the hit show Malcolm in the Middle. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. They should get a woman. They should get a female host for Jeopardy. Yeah, who's that girl from Kick-Ass? Who was like pretty young when it came out? Yeah, but yeah, now she's like probably 20. Yeah, I don't think she wants to do it. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> she probably wants to be an actress. But that being said, they film the whole Jeopardy tournament in like one weekend. Yeah. So it's like you work two days out of the week. I think Alex Trebek makes like tens of millions of dollars every year. He makes an asinine amount of money Man. for yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, he and he gets to just learn stuff. Totally. My favorite thing in the world is when like a, his disappointing fucking little, like, jabs whenever Maybe nobody get gets answer. it. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like, come on, it's the Coeur d'Alene. He like, hates that. But yeah. It's like, like, Alex, you have the fucking answer on a card in front of you. <laughs> like, don't, don't be so high and mighty about this. Yeah. They should do it where um, the host doesn't have the correct answer. 
It's like the 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 post the host, truth future. <laughs> the host just goes, "I hope you're right." <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you. I mean, your signs points, yeah, based on like <laughs> delivery alone. That sounds like. Yeah. It's like, I, I heard doubt in your voice, yeah. even if it's the right answer. Oh, I'm sorry. The trembling in your voice has betrayed uh, your confidence. Gonna, yeah, we're going to have to pull $400 from you. Give me $400. I like that version better. It fits the times more. I'm down to change the subject, but I, I'm going to warn you, I'm going to still be thinking about Alex Trebek the whole time we That's talk. That's totally fine. He's in our hearts, yeah. and we hope he doesn't die right in 2019, 2019. Yeah. Okay, so what are we doing now? The Wayne Dog game? Yeah. Would you like to explain the rules of the Wayne Dog game? Yeah, so the Wayne Dog game is a game of creation. Uh, what it is, is Damien and I come up with um, names of people that we don't think probably exist uh, prior to this game. Um, so, like, the names are a little bit off. And then... Uh, it feels like sometimes you can know what a person's like based on just their name, exactly. even just their first name. Like I can picture if I say Logan, oh, I, you're gonna yeah. picture something. He's holding a skateboard. He has a yeah, backwards he's hat on. Blonde and he's so fucking annoying. Uh, he's super um, confident, really arrogant. Yeah, but uh, so we're so uh, we're gonna flesh out some some people that um, uh, that we came up with some names for. We're bringing souls into the world. Yeah, because that's game. the other thing is we kind of have the sneaking suspicion that um, uh, once we've once you've invested so much time and effort into to thinking this person into mm-hmm. existence that mm-hmm. it probably works. I think so. I think if you put enough thought energy into a uh, a being, what's the? It's the power of positive thinking. Exactly. It's the secret. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just think. The creation of other people. And uh, one of the rules of this game, one of the only rules is that you, listener, if you see one of these figures in your daily life, you have to tell us. And before doing that, I recommend running because this is powerful magic. Yeah. If Poter Trugsman is out there. Oh, my God. If you see him at the skate park, (laughs) run. (laughs) Run the other way. Don't go... Towards the powder dust. Yeah, because he didn't ask to be pulled from the twisting nether. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> kill me! <laughs> kill me before I kill myself on this handrail! <laughs> <laughs> All right, our first being that we're going to pull from the ether. First name, Ricky. Last name, Shits. S-C-H-I-T-Z. This is Ricky Shits. Who do you see when you hear the name Ricky Shits? I see slick black hair. Yeah. He weighs slick back black hair. He weighs about 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wearing a, a tan work shirt, nondescript, doesn't let you know what company he works for, but the yeah, the cigarettes. sleeves sleeves are rolled up. There's a pack of cigarettes in Absolutely. both sleeves. <laughs> what kind of cigarettes? Uh Paul Malls. Paul Malls. Yep. Oddly enough, and, and you can you can kind of tell this by the amount of oil in his hair mm-hmm. and how well trimmed his mustache is. <laughs> uh, the man um, takes good care of his his appearance. Absolutely, it's just that his appearance isn't that likable. That's such a type. Yeah, he's that guy. It's yeah. like wow, you put a lot of effort into looking like your name is Ricky Shits, 
Yep. Yeah, he's that kind of guy. Does he have uh he constantly looks like he just stepped out of out of the shower three seconds ago yes. and that he showered in his clothing. Mm, that's good. He looks wet even from a distance. Yep. Uh skinny jeans, kind of like a biker type, but he's never ridden a motorcycle. Yeah. It's more of an aesthetic to him. He drives a uh um a highly customized uh, old Astro van um, mm. that has a uh, a hookah setup in between. He lives in it. Yeah, he does live in he it. He lives in the van, and it's savagely impractical to have the hookah in the middle of his living space. <laughs> but to him, it's worth and it. The, his forearms are riddled with... Uh, uh, burn marks because he sleeps with the coals on because he can't afford to fit the heater on the van. <laughs> he kind of sleeps like fetally curled around the hookah because it's the only way that it'll all fit in the space. Uh, n- nine times out of ten with the nozzle still in his mouth. <laughs> he has a, um, he's got a lip tattoo. Oh, like on the inner lip, yeah, lower lip, a, a lower lip tattoo that just says Advil. <laughs> what what flavor of his of hookah is usually uh, queued up? Cherry cough syrup. <laughs> he passes it to you, and then when you're done, he goes. Man, it really does taste like cough syrup, doesn't it? <laughs> but he's like, I gave up robo tripping years ago. So I don't do that shit anymore. That's kid stuff. Uh, Fuck. So he kind of just rolls around the Pacific Northwest, like filtering in and out of different like punk scenes. Yeah, and he keeps forgetting. He goes between, he goes from like Olympia to Portland to Seattle and back, and he's constantly forgetting like which scenes he's already been a part of. And sometimes it gets kind of sad um, when he gets dejected uh, when he doesn't feel that he's fitting in into mm-hmm. the punk scene very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he'll go bar hopping and he'll try. Maybe maybe I'll mingle with the other side now. Maybe I'm gonna walk in. Um, to a hotel lobby bar, and uh, maybe I'll tell them, um, "Oh, why am I dressed like this?" It take too long to explain. Mm-hmm. The name's mm-hmm. Shicky Ritz, <laughs> <laughs> and he tries convincing people that he's the heir to the Ritz Hotel oh, Empire. Genius. Um, and it becomes quickly evident that. That's not true. If his appearance wasn't giving it away, um, the fact that he was trying to look up coupons on his phone <laughs> to use at the bar. <laughs> he needs to aspire to, to, to like have a profession that is like decreasingly relevant in society. He, and this is partially because he spent so much of his youth train hopping. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet still, let's keep this in mind, has never left the continental U.S. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's never left the but, Pacific but Northwest. Sti- yeah, <laughs> but still believes uh, one day I'm going to make it in the uh, uh, travel agent industry. <laughs> <laughs> he's not online. He doesn't realize that like Airbnb and like Kayak have kind of made that profession obsolete. 
And he's multiple times gotten drunk in these hotel bars and explained, look, Expedia, Travelocity.com, what do they all have in common? You have to have a computer. (laughs) You don't need a computer to come in and talk one-on-one with a guy like me. You have to admire that because he's like, he really is about like real world experience and like face to face interactions. That's why he thinks being a travel agent's like a cool thing. He's like, I'm designing experiences. Yeah. And he's got like, he's got an amount of charisma that's mm-hmm. like uh, admirable, but it's just, it's too close. He mm-hmm. has this really bad habit of when, let's say we're having a conversation and you're Ricky and I say something kind of cool, like, uh-huh. yeah, I, you know, um, and I was able to, to close that deal. Uh, so made my boss really happy. Ricky will shake your hand and he'll shake your hand six or seven times during a conversation. You'll say, hold on, be right back. I got to go take a piss. And he'll shake your hand and see, say, see you in a second. <laughs> and he's a really close talker. Yeah. But like, uh, just like inches past the point that is acceptable. Yeah. And he kind of like fades in closer and closer. Like really gradually. But he knows enough to get quieter as he gets closer. Oh, yeah. So you don't notice. It's like, it's like a Doppler effect. (laughs) He he messes with your perception of space by lowering his volume. And he's literally, we've, we've seen him do this. Where he will do it where he's yelling at you because he recognizes you from the end of the room. By the time he gets by the time he gets up to you, he's whispering. It's just a seamless transition to distance and volume. It's really like otherworldly and and maybe his best skill and it's supernatural. <laughs> Can you imagine if you saw somebody from across the room and they're shouting so loudly that it's like the same volume they'd be if they were two feet away from you. And as they approach, they just get like quieter at a linear level that exactly matches and he did and so it's been pointed out to him and he said mom always said that my knob stuck on six (laughs) fuck (laughs) Uh, I also like the detail that he's Like you're at the bar or something, and he comes in the front door, which is on the other side of the room, like 30 feet away. Yeah. And he's talking at you the entire time he's approaching from 30 feet. (laughs) And the eerie thing, and he has this fucking weird ability. I don't know what it is, like a latent ability from from just traveling so much. Uh But when he walks at you at the from the end of the bar, he like doesn't elevate with his steps so it almost looks like he's doing like a backwards moonwalk <laughs> where he's walking forward and gliding towards you like a ghost. How old is Ricky Shits? 22. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's enough Ricky Shits. Yep. He seems pretty well fleshed out. I'm going to yeah. know him if I see him. <laughs> Holy shit. That was a good one. Okay, so oh. our next character's name is uh, Bunt Foreman. Bunt, as in Bunt Cake, B-U-N-D-T, yeah, B-U-N-D-T Foreman, like George Foreman Grill, yeah. F-O-R-E-M-A-N. Bunt Foreman. Wow. That is a... 
Hmm. I'm going to point out before we start this that you and I have never disagreed. I, I think that's oh, yeah. such an interesting part of uh, of doing this is that uh, you you can fucking see it, and I bet you. And maybe I, if you're listening and you and you and you do disagree with us, tell us tell us yeah. if uh, you think we're wrong or if you have the exact image in your head before we start. Yeah, before we start. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's do a game. Okay, so let's spend a little bit of time, and the listener, I want you to do this too, just forming in our minds an image of Bunt Foreman, and we're gonna give you like like five seconds just to kind of construct that image before we add to this layer cake that is Bunt Foreman. Yep. Okay, so (laughs) the first thing I'm seeing is like a toe-shaped head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I think that extends through the neck. I'm going to give you three... Questions and okay. I want to. I want you to answer, and I bet that uh, uh, you answer each of these the way that I am anticipating. Uh, what okay. um, What color is his face? <laughs> it's like pink. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it's like that white person pink. How old is he? Fuck. Oh, this is different because I like. I can picture him in high school, and I can picture him at forty. Okay. So see, I see him at forty. Yeah. Okay. And then what? And we're going with forty-year-old. Uh, what's his hair look like? It's like a like jarhead marine kind of haircut. Oh, we differ on this. What do you see? Okay, I I see a stringy male pattern baldness. Oh, okay. okay. That's that seems more accurate. <laughs> yeah. That's that's good. But stringy I think, but I think in high school you're right. He I had think, like a crew cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we know what his head looks like, and we know how old he is. Yeah. See, the reason I could picture him in high school was that I can picture him on, like, the football team. Yeah. The thing that made him an incredible athlete Mm -hmm. and probably his most defining characteristic, uh, and it's extremely unsettling when you see it at first, um, (laughs) but (laughs) his knees hinge backwards. It's just like all the inbreeding. It's like those aliens from Men in Black. But it, but they're massive. Right. Huge calves and thighs. Yeah. I mean, when he would get the ball and he's running with these oh, crazy uh, mishap of evolution legs. I'm going to throw um, up. There were two to three people hanging off of his thighs. Oh, yeah. He could he break a just fucking tackle. Kicking them off like a horse. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, uh, so, I like to picture that on the back of his jersey, he had his first name instead of his last name. It just said Bunt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he's number double zero. And people would just scream from the ch- the, the crowds because he had a nickname mm. from, his, uh, from from just simple high school association right type nickname and they would just kick 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 cake bunt cake oh bunt cake and kicks in the end zone and he's doing his awkward dance oh ew i don't want to see him dance with his backwards knees i'm not eager to picture that 
the desk that they had to build for him, the customized desk so that he could sit mm-hmm. uh, properly, um, costs the school $10,000. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just carries it around with him from class to class. And they were just sinking so much money into Bunt because yeah. he was going to be the fucking the namesake. He was scholarship bound. Yeah. He's going to go to Notre Dame. Yep. Then what happened? Pride cometh before the fall. Yeah, absolutely. Bunt thought he could do everything. And Bunt thought, my legs are so good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take him to war. (laughs) Which war? (laughs) The war on drugs. (laughs) So Bunt became a cop. (laughs) Of course, yeah. He has the he has the head shape for it. Mm -hmm. Fat and he's fast as fuck. He's way faster than anybody's ever seen. And that was the thing is is he was tired of seeing cops portrayed on TV as these winded, uh, large, slow moving creatures. Bunt is huge. You know, he's like almost three hundred pounds, and he's just he's like you know what they're gonna underestimate me. They're going to see my stature. They're going to see how wide and bulky I am. And, they're gonna and if see I'm lucky, they won't look down mm. and realize uh, this guy is practically a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> does he make it on the forest? He does. Nice. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the pride gets the best of him. Right. Um, but uh starts being well-known and well-praised um, for chasing down criminals. And right. it's everything from shoplifters to, you know, breaking break and enters and stuff like that. Right. Um, but Bunt starts to miss the sport. Mm. He starts to miss the thrill and the challenge of uh, a football. Of breaking a tackle. Yeah. And he says, of course I can catch a man, but what about... A car. (laughs) Cut to high-speed chase. Five officers on the scene. Four police cars. Whoa. One man. One man. Bunt Foreman leaping over. (laughs) Car after car. Crumpling the tops of Miatas (laughs) and Priuses. Skipping over a semi-truck like it's fucking nothing. Fuck. Bunt was putting fear in the hearts of people uh, trying to escape the law. Um, but there came an incident. Bunt is running on I-99 in Florida. <laughs> He started the chase in New Jersey. <laughs> what is he doing when he gets to the tolls? <laughs> he's just leaping over the toll booth. <laughs> he's paying them. He's paying the tolls, too. He is paying them. He's throwing quarters left and right. Here! <laughs> to flash a light and a grunt. And then quarters spraying these poor toll booth people. Bunt is chasing this car. He's been chasing it since Jersey. And he gets stuck 
in traffic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopping over a car or two, not the biggest deal. Hopping over traffic in Florida, this is a largely retired community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of the traffic on these Florida highways are um, those big kind of cruiser motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, the two, wide ones with the saddlebags. Exactly, two passengers. Yeah, um, carrying the elderly mm-hmm. from fucking Everglades to wherever the fuck they're going. Exactly. You can, you can leap on the on the on roof the, on of the a roof of a of a car, yeah. but you can't leap on the roof. No of a motorcycle. Oh god, you just crush their little heads. Uh. But Bunt was in a blind rage. He used to get in this uh, almost hypnotic trance in football. He couldn't. He didn't. You couldn't explain to him that he was even playing a sport. Right. He didn't understand. He was just doing. It was all just muscle memory. Right. And and adrenaline. Uh, Bunt in the pursuit of this minor fucking. I think it was a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. Bunt killed seven. Elderly men and women. Just stomping, stomping, stomping through traffic with his backwards knees and his yep. toe-shaped head. They call it the Florida Leapfrog Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> and and so ends the story of uh, of Bunt Foreman. He's still serving time. Yep. He was to be executed by the state in, yeah. I think, 2020. Wow. Yep. We'll have to check back in on him next year. Yeah. Whew. That was a dark one. Yeah. But good riddance, honestly. Fuck bunt. What a bastard. Fuck bunt. Let's get fuck bunt t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've just got one more character. Uh, I won't even say character. I can already feel their spirit forming in our reality. Her name is Stephanie, you heard that right, Stephanie Gallbucker. That's S-T, that's Stephanie with an I, Stephanie Gallbucker, G-A-L-L-B-U-C-K-E-R. What does Stephanie have for us? Got, I got the first thing. Okay. It sucks, because I, I can't ask you without giving it away. No, 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 it's fine, it. it's fine. No, I get it, because... There's an accessory that she has. Mm. It's a it's a fairly common one. A lot of people have it. Is it jewelry? No. Mm. Is it a lanyard? What is it? Braces. Braces. Stephanie has braces. Okay. Yep. Mm. What color are her braces? Uh, pink and green. Alternating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Pink yep. and green. She, she got them because she said it reminds. Her of uh, her favorite love story, uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy. Yep, yep. <laughs> Big Muppet fan. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm starting to form a picture. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love imagining her saying her own name with her braces lisp. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Is she, um, she seems younger. Yeah. She's, I think she's 15. 15 year old Stephanie Gallbucker. Yeah. A 15th Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she says at every family reunion all year. <laughs> Next year, I'll be 15 Stephanie. <laughs> no, Stephanie, you'll be 16 Stephanie. 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. She ate enough Hubba Bubba bubble gum uh, during one of the promotions uh, that they had um, that she was able to trade them in to go see not only uh, Muppets on Ice, but the ill-fated volcano-themed Muppets on Fire. (laughs) (laughs) Jim Henson never would have cleared that. Yeah. Truly a disgrace. She also had to get her stomach pumped from all the hubba bubba. And, and then she asked the doctor, can I keep it? Oh, God. And her mom was like, no, Stephanie, you can't keep it. Like, can I at least see it? I never got to say goodbye. For days, she drew pictures of what she imagined the lump of hubba bubba might have looked like. My tummy friend. <laughs> My tummy friend. It looked like a blobfish. <laughs> she likes to imagine her own Muppets. She explained uh, when, because she was out of school for the surgery, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, her teacher asked, where, where were you? Uh, we didn't get a doctor's note. And she said, my mom made me and my tummy friend get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> she knew what she was doing. She knew it was forming in there. She could feel it. <laughs> she could, like, get her Are hands and press into her stomach and, like, kind of feel the outline of the hubba bubba. <laughs> mom, Tommany needs more bubble gum. Tommany. Tommany. <laughs> like Tommy plus Tommy. Tummy. Uh, she mourned Tummy for a long, long time. Yep. She's very imaginative. I like this about Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gets her into trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, often spends a lot of her time doodling in class and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, kind of daydreaming and mm. uh, even falling asleep and. Uh, Mumbling about whatever she's dreaming about. And right, stuff like right, that. right, 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 um, right. Been sent to the counselor on multiple occasions. Yeah, she draws a lot of really lewd Muppet. I, the only word I can think of is hentai. Yeah. She doesn't have internet access, but she doesn't really need it because she's imagined uh, sort of the the polar extremes of what the Muppets are capable of. But And what's sort of disconcerting about that, too, is that she doesn't think that the Muppets are completely alive. Mm. She knows that they have to be controlled by a person. Right. And um, this was pretty alarming in one of the Muppet kind of erotic fan fiction things that she wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, and her counselor, uh, or read it and, and said, and I kind of want to talk to you, uh, Stephanie, about this part where you said that Kermit um, turned and looked at his own ass and said, you can watch if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> the thing she has over all other Muppet erotic fan fic- fiction on- online is that she really incorporates the puppeteers. She acknowledges the presence of, yeah, and she calls them the masters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily a sub-dom relationship. They are the masters insofar as they control the puppets, but there are many times where Kermit uh, subs his handler or the handler of Miss Yeah, Piggy. you can be a subservient master mm-hmm. because you... You're, the only reason you're bringing Kermit to life is or, in order for him to dominate you. Right, exactly, exactly. And she understood this. Maybe she understood something about Jim Henson that none of us 
did. Yeah, it really shook a lot of the um, kind of Muppet erotic fan fiction circles for a long time. Mm-hmm. She was ostracized at first. It was. It became kind of one of those. Um, you know, scientists against the church kind of scenarios totally. where uh, her ideas weren't accepted like until canonical. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But now uh, she lost internet access. That's what happened. She was mm-hmm. getting really, really big on deviant art, and <laughs> <laughs> and her parents found out. Super conservative. They were like, oh, "We thought if we showed you Muppets and Sesame Street and all of this stuff, that it would keep you out of trouble, not get you into trouble." Yeah. It had the exact opposite effect. Uh, she just has a depraved soul. Yep. And uh, yeah, she, yeah, she lost internet access, uh, and the Muppet fanfic community has kind of been trying to fill that void since mm-hmm. then. Yeah, They're trying to figure out what happened to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And she's super talented. I think that's important to note. Yeah. She's like, you know, people throw the word genius around a lot. Mm-hmm. But she's writing and she's illustrating at a super high level for her age. Right. But it's is exclusively Muppet erotica. Yeah. Well, and that that's the thing, too, is at that age, you expect people to be into drawing and 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 painting and coloring and maybe mm-hmm. maybe dabbling with like as far as they're going to get in the digital arts is maybe uh, photography and some kind right, of editing right, right, right. but she has fully rendered these animations and these mm. scenarios um she's got this youtube channel that um has been struck by youtube multiple times right. uh she keeps uh, re-uploading these same yeah. four videos yep four videos um uh, that are just um disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She um the first one's pretty surface as far as Muppet erotica goes. Everybody knows that Gonzo has this infatuation with the chickens on the show, and she's like, "Well, I I kind of want to see you know uh the logical conclusion of that uh, that lusting over the chickens that Gonzo has." So she animated that. Uh, the second one's just your standard Kermit Miss Piggy affair. Uh, I believe the genre in pornography is like is like passion. Okay, and yeah, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, it's like really, um, ambiently lit, and it's it's just like like a white set, and it's just like beautiful music. That's the first one that has the puppet handlers factoring in, though, and the the. F- the fourth one, which is the reason that um, her content got flagged whatsoever, was kind of just a small clerical error on her mistake that she didn't realize was going to be as grave mm-hmm. um, as it ended up being. Um, she was unfamiliar with the terminology that she was using mm-hmm. when she said it. Um, but it was a, and honestly, ironically, one of the more tame videos, uh, there was no. Um, it was just kind of a more romantic what if between um, a couple of the characters, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Oscar the Grouch mm-hmm. um, and uh, and the the big woolly mammoth oh, uh, character. Snuff Lovegus, right? Yes, and she called it a snuff film. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody dies in it. Yeah, they surely fuck, but <laughs> nobody died in it. 
Yeah, and it got pulled just because of having those words in the title. Like, just the algorithm pulled it down. Yeah. Um, yeah. She has obviously been ostracized by, like, the Muppet fan base and community because she just came on very strong with, like, the erotica stuff on those forums. Um and, like, in the Muppet fan club and all of that. And, like, she, like, you know, is constantly mailing the Jim Henson workshop. Just, like, depraved uh, color pencil drawings and watercolors. Well, because part of it, and, like, uh, we've talked on on the, the, the more, like, disturbing features of her, her right. like, fantastical way of looking at the right. Muppets. But uh, she also just believes that um, she believes in some form of divination and that mm. she uh, knows what the Muppets want. Right. Um, she, right. there comes a point where she starts to um, disagree with and kind of resent the masters. Mm. Um, and she starts mm. sending these letters that she thinks are encoded so that only the Muppets can read them. Right. Where she's trying to incite rebellion. And she's trying to say, Kermit, Piggy, Elmo, uh, stand up. Uh, revolt against the masters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they don't know what's best for you. Right. Um, and it's kind of... starts to get tragic because the thing is she understands she's... A realist, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she knows that the puppets can't do anything without. If you if you do get rid of a master, you have to replace a master, right? Um, and she believes she is so. Um, she could be like a benefactor for them, yeah. and that uh, she know she knows what's best. Yeah, that she goes. If I could, I would be the master to all of them. But all I have are these two hands. Those two hands. She's trying to get her puppeteering skills up and with the end game of controlling them all. Well, and and the ultimate end game, um, and and she's starting to sneak into libraries because she doesn't have internet access, mm-hmm. and she's googling uh, black market. Where do I buy more hands? <laughs> She goes, if they can take Tummany out of my stomach, <laughs> surely they can add Hanthony's <laughs> to the other parts of my body. <laughs> her parents find drawings of self-portraits of her with dozens and dozens of hands protruding oh from her neck and her scalp. Like Shiva the Destroyer. Sh- yeah. The many-armed goddess. They start to interpret it as, uh, they're like, are you stressed out? Do you just feel like there's too many uh, things in the day that you have to do and you right. can't get it all done? Um, you know, we want to lighten your workload. Like, uh, let's talk to your your teachers. Like, maybe get you on less homework assignments mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Mom, Dad, not enough hands for puppets. <laughs> They're like, this poor child. There must be something wrong with her. And, you know, they should really look inward because their repressive parenting style resulted in a broken little girl. Mm-hmm. 
her mind has been shattered by uh, the box that her parents have put her in and the creativity that is just overflowing from that box. And uh, the end of the story is bittersweet. It's, I mean, we could go on and on about the pros and cons of uh, the pharmaceutical industry when it comes to <laughs> mental health, but um, uh, she refused to take any kind of... Um, she considered them mind-altering substances. Right. Like, uh, She's like, oh, or Kermit told value. me about these. Exactly. These are used to control the masses. We'll try to control <laughs> you, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let it... Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> um, uh, and so they could never get her to take anything. They eventually um, began to uh, hide... Um, Valium in little rolls of Hubba Bubba um, because they knew she swallowed. (laughs) (laughs) And they do have to get her stomach pumped once every couple months. Yeah. But, uh, and they just tell her, at least you're making more friends. And they let her keep them now. Yep. (laughs) That's the bittersweet ending. We'll, we'll revisit Stephanie. Gallbucker. Yeah, hopefully time. we can do like kind of the way intervention does, and see if we yeah. can can swing back in in six months and see if she has made any kind of totally recovery. I'm curious to do a fast forward too. I want to see what what Stephanie Gallbucker gets up to when she's done with high school mm-hmm. in her later years. You know, does she get to chase that that white horse of Muppets and puppeteering and many handedness, or uh, does she? Uh, put her energies into other pursuits later in life. Yep. Who's to say? I I don't know. Yep. Wow. That was great. She's my favorite of the, uh, the three that we created. I think my favorite is, uh, Ricky. Ricky shits is good too. Yeah. yeah. We should revisit him too, because he's only 22. He has his whole life ahead of him. I know. But he doesn't <laughs> feel like he does. Yeah. He feels, he feels, uh, the weight of the cosmic clock. Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> All right. That's it. Uh, stay tuned. Follow us on Facebook and everything to see when these Bedtime Boys live shows are happening. Be one of at least a dozen in the audience. At most a dozen in the audience at any one of these shows. Yeah. Come bring a friend. Bring a friend. Buy a shirt so that we can use all of the merch money on red. Yep. Or black. No, red. Red, okay. Red. Okay. Everything on red 2019. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right, bye.